0: Welcome to Family History Modernized, the podcast, where my number one goal is to get you fired up about family history. Times have changed, and family history isn't just for your grandma. You can sneak it into your everyday life, and the blessings far outweigh any sacrifice. I promise. This podcast is all about connecting to your family, both past and present, and I am so glad that you're here. Crystal has a passion for history and discovered a love for genealogy after finding newspaper articles about her Civil War ancestors when she was a teenager. She's been hooked ever since. Crystal spent several years as a certified corporate paralegal before deciding to combine her passion for genealogy with her research and evidence analysis skills. She joined Ancestry in 2015 and is a professional genealogist specializing in U.S. Southern and Mid-Atlantic Lineage Society research. She also works on episodes of the genealogy show, Who Do You Think You Are? Crystal is a popular speaker at the local, state, and national levels and hosts family history retreats in Heber, Utah with Rana Fair. It was such a treat to chat with Crystal and listen to her experience and hear of her testimony of this wonderful work, and I know that you're going to love it. All right, Crystal, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It is such a treat to have you here. Thanks for inviting me. You're so welcome. This is this is going to be so fun. So I want to start out by asking you about Light Keepers. I've been seeing a few things on social media, and I know that Rana has posted about it. But I heard that you were very instrumental in coming up with that title, which I absolutely love. So I was curious if you could tell us how you came up with that name, and if there's anything else you'd like to tell us about this awesome new book.
1: Um, it was kind of interesting so we were meeting um, with Family Search, and Rana and Allison are the uh, the creators of this book and they um, sought some inputs from some other people including me but um, one of the things that they were debating about was the name and I had been thinking a lot about the concept of light and how that um, pertains to family history and um, so from a gospel perspective, if we think about light, it's, um, it's God's power. And when you think mm-hmm. about Joseph Smith and his experience in the sacred grove, he describes them as literally light. And I yes. love that whole idea. And um, so when I think about how um, the priesthood power comes into my life by doing family history, we're exercising um we're drawing on priesthood power as we take names um to the temple and do ordinance work on behalf of our ancestors and they in Mm -hmm. turn are receiving priesthood power through making and keeping covenants and they use that power to help us when you think about the concept of ministering angels um the um, they act under the direction of Christ, so they are receiving priesthood power and using priesthood power in order to help us, so right, uh, that whole concept is just so cool to me, and family history is just a way to um, to use the atonement and, um, and God's power as we um, keep our covenants and um, and turn to the savior. So that is how the title came. I mean, that's how I came up with the title was just keeping that light mm-hmm. in our lives because the minute we start doing family history and we bring it into our home, we bring light into our home.
0: Oh, I love that so much. It's giving me goosebumps. I I've never really thought about I mean I, I I'm sure that I have, but just the priesthood aspect of, you know, how much it affects family history and how we are you know enabling the people on the other side to receive ordinances through ordinances through the priesthood. I think yeah, that is so awesome and empowering and I love I love that title. So I think you were definitely inspired. Thank you. Yeah, is there anything else that you can tell us about this little I know that Ron and Allison have mostly put it together, but anything else you want to tell
1: us about that? Um, it's a beautiful book and it was interesting watching their pr- their process of um, mm-hmm. trying to put this together, and they really. Um, it, it was interesting watching them seek spiritual guidance, and and how frustrating that can be because when you want to get it done and you have deadlines, and you're like, no, we have to listen to the spirit and just yes. wait for direction. And they they truly did that, and it's a beautiful book, and it's full of really inspiring. Quotes by um priesthood leaders and um and it's a way like if you're struggling with where to get started or what to do it it's just a way to um use the notebook to kind of guide you and help you um not only just discover the importance of family history but to walk you through some of the steps of ideas and things that you can do to get going mm-hmm. so i think it'll be i think it's gr- a great book and i hope that um in time they'll be able to develop it so there's like a version for teens um you know it's it's really geared towards women right now but I think that it's just going to be such a great tool for the whole family
0: yeah oh that's so awesome well I am I think the title is great and I I'm just really excited I haven't been able to actually see a copy of it so I'm looking forward to that yeah it's
1: beautiful they it's I just love the way it looks
0: well, let's move on to something, something else that you've also played a huge part in. So I was able to come to one of your family history retreats at your Heber house. And I know that you threw multiple retreats. So what inspired you to start doing that? And what blessings did you see come from hosting all these women to come to retreats?
1: Well, you know, that has been such a powerful experience in my life just from the get-go of getting this prompting to build this house in Heber, you know, I I got Mm -hmm. this, it was just this total, you should build this house in Heber, and I I just kind of laughed at that, like, well, yeah, (laughs) um, how do I do that, you know, where where am I going to get money to even do that, and there were just all these little miracles that led up to that, with one of them being um, my husband at the time coming home and saying, I think I... I think I figured out a way to um, use um, our 401k to invest in property and so that was what we decided to invest in but I felt strongly as we were building it that it was a place it was to be a place for women to come and Mm -hmm. create and feel the spirit and just be together because women just need women but one of the things that I thought was you know this is a great place to um, really help people learn how to do family history because every time I talk to somebody and I tell them what I do they're always that's the first thing they start talking about is the the questions that they have and and how to do Mm -hmm. it and they're frustrated it's like I want to do it but I don't know how and so I thought well you know let's get together and let's just spend the weekend kind of like you would at a scrapbook retreat but let's just work on family history and it ended up just being this amazing thing um you know every week that I did that with a group of women it was it was just a powerful experience. the connections that we developed with each other, um, not mm-hmm. to mention the connection with just feeling the spirit of family history, so I loved doing those, and I think you know I recently sold my house a couple of weeks ago, so i do oh, so I'm sad so sad, but I think. <gasps> I still feel this impression to keep that going, so I'll probably end up doing Mm -hmm. it um, at another house or maybe even um, do it at a hotel so that more women can come, and it would probably be even more affordable because you can share rooms with girlfriends. So um, that's kind of in the works right now.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask if you have any plans to continue, so I'm excited that you you are hopefully so so you'll have to keep us posted on that i'm excited so you are just a wealth of knowledge and you are one of ancestry's pro genealogists which i just think is super cool so can you tell us a little bit about the importance of researching and then a few of your favorite tips to give beginners on you
1: know when they come to you and say i just have no idea where to start um yeah you know it's funny i've been thinking a lot about um, you know how to get people excited about doing this because most people when you bring up the subject of family history it's just that heavy sigh of oh you know mm-hmm. instant guilt and <laughs> I can give you a list of the things that you know if I teach a class nine times out of ten there are, I hear the same things I don't have time I don't know how mm-hmm. to do it I've been meaning to do it but um, I you know, I, I'm just so overwhelmed. And so for me, it's like, how how do you get people, give them that heart-turning experience? So one for me is the that whole concept of light and how as we are mm-hmm. doing family history, we are literally creating our army. But one of the most important things is, you know, a lot of people feel a sense of duty to do family history because they want to get the names to the temple. And that's the real big push, you know, in, in our ward sometimes is like, get names to the temple. But recently just feel like, you know, if we changed our mindset and thought about taking a person to the temple instead of a name yes, and getting to know the people in our tree, that's where we will have heart turning experiences, where we want to mm-hmm. do family history and we feel the power of family history in our life. So to start, I feel like the best thing to do is to look for the stories. If you're on FamilySearch, um, there's a mm-hmm. really cool app called All The Stories that you, you can't get it on your phone, you have to go use it through your computer. But um, if you mm-hmm. use, so the way that you get to that is you go to the FamilySearch page and you scroll down to the bottom till you see the word apps and you click mm-hmm. on that and inside the app there's a search tool and if you type all the stories it will pull up this little app and you sign in using your family search login. But what that app does is it um, compiles all the, all the stories in your family tree that have been added by everyone because remember The family search tree, for those who don't know, is a tree we all share. It doesn't belong to just Mm -hmm. one of us. We're all working on the same tree. So all those stories are pulled into, like, one place. And I was blown away at how many stories there were in my family tree. I thought, oh, you know, because I'm a convert, so I wasn't expecting many. But Mm -hmm. there were hundreds. And so pulling those off and just reading maybe once a week – reading one with your family family home evening Um, and talking about those stories and how their stories apply to you is really powerful another thing Mm, is if if your listeners are not building a tree in ancestry and taking advantage of the um, LDS partner access they're really missing out on getting to know their Mm -hmm. ancestors because that's where you can find Um, a lot of documents and if you take the time to open and read those they they tell stories and so one of the things that I like to do when I'm teaching classes or at my retreat is to open those documents and read them and just keep a notebook nearby and bullet point the things that you learn and a fun place Mm -hmm. to start is with census reports because you can find out a lot about a family in a period of time just by reading that going through that exercise of looking for documents, we're learning about the people in our family and suddenly we really care about doing their work and we know who they are. And I, I truly feel those people surrounding me when I'm in trouble, when I'm in, in, in the middle of a trial, I know that they're there. And that's one of the mm-hmm. things that I love about doing family history work. So, and the other cool thing is by looking for those documents in the process, you're helping prove the family search tree. If you attach them, you're proving when they were born and when they died and who their parents and their children are, which is one of the things that we need to do. I, you know, another thing I hear a lot right. from people is, oh, my work's all done. It was done by Aunt May, you know hundreds of years ago well (laughs) yeah that's true but they didn't attach any documents when they submitted those records so we have the opportunity to prove the tree and get to know our ancestors in the process
0: oh those are so there's just so many amazing little tips that you gave us there I love the thought of creating building your army and I feel the same way I just really feel so connected to my ancestors and I I know that they know who I am and that they love me And I think that that's just one of the blessings that comes from doing family history work. So I love that thought. And then I also, I'm really excited to check out that app, all the stories,
1: because I haven't heard about it before. Oh, you're gonna die. It is amazing. So when you do, one of the things that I suggest is, I copied, like when I'd open a story, there wasn't a way to print it off. So I copied the story, pasted it into a Word doc, and saved it mm-hmm. and then used all those stories and created a binder and I put them all in the binder so that it became like this little set of family scriptures they were my stories of my ancestors and their mm-hmm. trials and and, they oh, I love and that. so I had a cousin who lost a son this year in a really tragic way and and she was grieving and I just didn't know how to help her and the thought mm-hmm. came to me give her this give her the book and share those stories because they are going to help sustain her in this time of trial so I did and that it's amazing how that has helped her so think about your kids who are on missions or who are struggling they need those Mm -hmm. stories and they'll feel connected to their ancestors too
0: oh I love that yes that is such a powerful thing and I'm really excited to check it out so thank you again for sharing that So if you don't mind telling us, how did you come to love family history work? And do you have a specific ancestor that you'd like to share a little bit about today? Yeah,
1: and they actually those two questions are intertwined. So um, when I was a girl, I was about 12 years old, I lost my dad. He died um, very young, and I was young. Mm -hmm. And it was a really difficult thing being 12 years old, you know, processing all of that. And a few years later... I had a cousin whose husband was one of the producers on the television show at the time called Roots and so um, watching that show and kind of being involved behind the scenes because we got to hear you know what was going on on the set and all this stuff leading up to the premiere on TV and that ended up being the largest watched miniseries ever and so we were just I was just enthralled with that story. And so I thought, well, I wonder uh, if I could find stories like that, because I really didn't know much about my family other than the stories that my grandmother told when I was, go, I'd go to her house for dinner, and she would always share stories of her ancestors, but that was like the Swedish side of the family. But I didn't know anything okay. about my dad's, like my surname side of the family.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
1: went down to the family history library. And at that time, it looked a lot different than it does now. It, it was just full of senior citizens. And I can say that because I'm <laughs> one now. But um, the, it was just full of old people and me and card catalogs and some microfiche, uh, microfilm readers. So, And I didn't uh-huh. know what to do. But these sweet old people helped me and gave me some ideas of where to look. So I sat down. And that very day... I found a story about an ancestor who um, fought in the Civil War, and his home, they owned a big plantation in Virginia, and his home was captured when when the Union Army marched through Virginia. They used his house as a headquarters for Colonel Custer. And wow. so my ancestor got word of that and went through enemy lines to go home and check on his family and he was captured. And they started to build a gallows on his um, property to hang him. Oh and my goodness. so but this crazy thing happened. So Colonel Custer and my ancestor found out that they were both belonged to the Brotherhood of Masons. And, and I think mm. there may be another connection. I'm not sure, but there's rumors that um, Custer visited the Alamo. And if that was the case, um, one of my, my ancestors' brother-in-law fought in the Alamo. So I'm wondering if that, there was a ca- connection there, too. But anyway, mm. he Mm-mm. interceded on my ancestors' behalf and saved his life. So that was my wow. very first find, and you can imagine that I was hooked after that. And so I have been doing yes, that's genealogy ever since. But that family in particular, I just really, especially his wife, just have such a connection to her and just love this family. And, have, and it was especially interesting because they were slaveholders, and here I just watch Roots. So mm. I just felt this torment and sadness that, you know, they – they own slaves and so I've been trying to reconcile that by looking for the slaves um, in that area and trying to upload information Mm -hmm. to the ancestry trees so that african-americans can find their ancestors
0: oh that's a great idea! so yeah it's
1: been a really cool project
0: wow I love that that is so how old were you when you found that first story okay that is so awesome. I love that. I love picturing you in the <laughs> family history library. Now. I mean,
1: seriously, I was looking at rolls of stuff, and I had no idea what it was. They were census reports and the, um, the slave schedules from the 1850 and 1860 slave schedules. So, and, you know, as I got wow. older and knew what those were, it was like, wow, I had no idea. All this cool stuff I found the very first day. <laughs> mm-hmm yes
0: that's amazing so you never know what you'll find
1: when you start yeah there's just so many places to look so it is it's really fun and when you think that they've only digitized about a tenth of the world's records there's so much out there so don't just rely on online sources
0: okay last question for you this has just been so awesome it's been yeah, so great to talk to you. But last year at Roots Tech, you taught a class with Rana titled Family History is Anything But Boring. And I couldn't agree more. But how do you personally incorporate family history into your life? Because I get the same excuses from people. I just don't have time or I don't know where to start. And I know you've talked about this a little bit with the stories, but what do you do? You know, do you have like a set schedule or how do you try to... And I know you work for Ancestry too, so that probably helps, but... How do you incorporate it into your well, life? Well,
1: ironically, since I started working for Ab- Ancestry, I have very little time to do my own family history. So oh, no. it really <laughs> is a time and a seasons thing, but no matter what season mm-hmm. of life you're in, there's always time to do this, and you really don't need to block out huge amounts of time. Chances
0: are right. a lot of
1: people out there are doing it, and they don't even realize it. So one of the things I ask in classes is, you know, how many of you are writing a personal, personal history and nobody raises their hand? And then I ask, how many of you have an Instagram account and everybody raises their hand? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> if you think about that in terms of family history, it really kind of changes your mindset about what, at, you know, what your content is on, on mm-hmm. um, Instagram. It, to me, it, it gave Instagram a greater purpose. And so I really think about that in terms of this is how my posterity, my grandkids and my great-grandkids are going to get to know me. And I want to leave things there for them that can help them in their life. And so I really try Mm -hmm. to use that in all social media um, as a source of light. And uh, so you can imagine that my Facebook account is – not littered with a lot of political and stuff and complaining. Mm -hmm. I actually don't use it very much. So that is one way is to use, you know, if you're gonna Instagram, use that. Um you can share pictures of your ancestors, you can tell stories about your life um, and in the past and the present. That's one way. But the other thing I did when I Mm -hmm. was a mom and I was busy and didn't have a lot of time, there's always waiting time. You're always going to doctor's appointments or lessons with kids. So when I was at those lessons, I took my computer and I worked on family history. And I had so many people there ask me, what are you doing? And I had these amazing Mm -hmm. conversations where we'd be bawling in the middle of a dance studio (laughs) just talking about family history. Oh, I love that. And then I had to pick my kids up from school and I had to sit and get in line early so I'd get a spot. So, I would I'd get there ten mm-hmm. minutes early and I'd work on using apps, I'd work in the ancestry tree and build out my family line. So it's amazing in ten minutes what you can get done just using waiting time.
0: right. yes, I love that. And I think that's where that that app that you mentioned, yeah, the all no, I'm all forgetting the, the name all your stories, all the stories, yes, where that could come in handy where Five you're minutes. just you know waiting. Yeah. And you, Hurry and read a quick story and then tell your kids about it as you're yeah. driving home. So, so yeah, I love that. I think there's so many tools that we have, like Instagram. I don't think most people think of that as a family history tool. Yeah. But I love that you have, you know, reframed your mindset to think about it that way so that you're more intentional about the things you post. And I think that's an easy way that we can incorporate family history into our life yes. because I... I totally agree. We're going to have posterity and people who come after us, even though sometimes it's hard to comprehend that we're going to have hundreds of, you know, people following us. But I think that they're going to cherish anything that we leave behind from our lives. So
1: awesome. So include, so I guess my last tip on that is don't just take a lot of selfies. Your words, think about the scriptures. (laughs) Um, it's, words Mm -hmm. that testify and teach and if you thought about the book of mormon if all it was was a picture book i don't think we or if all our ancestors our pioneer ancestors took were photos we would know nothing Mm -hmm. about their trials and their um you know the day-to-day things in their life so add your words to those pictures and make them count um, even you know and it can be funny things not just serious intense things but just show them who you are and who, what your life's about and, mm-hmm. um, and, and c- connect virtually with your extended family you know post pictures and ask them questions what do you remember about our living room you know and get a little mini reunion going on Instagram or Facebook by just asking your extended family stuff like that it's really fun
0: yes I love that Thank you, thank you so much for sharing all of your, well, not all of your knowledge. I know you have way more, but
1: a piece of your knowledge You're with us so today. You're so welcome. It's always fun to talk I, about family history with you, Jess.
0: I know, and it, it has really been so inspiring. And I think, I, for me personally, I have a burning testimony of it, but every time I talk about it again, I just am reminded why this work is so important and how how much it can bless our lives. So thank you again, Crystal, for You're coming welcome. on the show. You guys, thanks so much for being here. It means the world to me to be able to share my passion for family history work with all of you. If you haven't done so yet, feel free to leave me a review on iTunes, and you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Family History Modernized. If you want to shoot me an email, you can do that at familyhistorymodernized@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I'd love to hear how you are getting fired up about family history work. See you next week.